welcome to episode 21 of the Retreadcast, the regular video podcast series for the global tire retreading industry. As usual, my father, David Wilson, is joining us, who is the publisher of Retreading Business, although this time he's not from his usual location in the UK. So before we begin, David, why don't you tell us where you are in the world today? Thank you, Richard. Well, uh, I've been planning a visit to our Malaysian sister magazine, The Tire Man, for some time now. In fact, it's over two years since I was here. The bad news is that to get here, I needed to quarantine for several days. However, the good news is that I'm able to do that at a very pleasant location in Langkawi. Well, that sounds like a very difficult experience for you to go through. And yeah, it sounds very different to the other quarantine experiences um, that lots of other people have uh, had to put up with over the last few years. Um, so let's move away from what your quarantine experience has been like and, and talk about um, what you have planned for the podcast today. Yeah, sure. Well, a few days ago, I had the opportunity to carry out an interview with Ed Burleson, one of the best known figures in the US retreading industry. Now, Ed and his son, Eddie, run the well-established equipment and accessory distributor, Central Marketing Inc., and whilst Eddie was busy at Tia's OTR conference recently, I was able to catch up with Ed, who was able to fill me in with the company's latest developments. As for the interlude in the middle of the podcast, there's really only one subject that we could discuss at the moment, and that is the truly dreadful war in Ukraine. And we'll be focusing in on how the global retraining industry has reacted. Okay, well, we look forward to that topic without a doubt. The tragedy that's involved in in, in Ukraine at the moment has touched many of us and I'm sure has made many of us um, very anxious about, about what, what is going to happen um, from more, more than anything from a humanitarian perspective. Um, but also as a, as a magazine, we do need to cover what it means from on a business side of things. So I'm sure many of our listeners and readers will want to hear about what we have been gathering from Ukraine. Um, first, though, let's go over to the USA for that interview with Ed Burleson. On today's edition of the Retreadcast, we're going over to the US to talk to one of North America's leading suppliers of retreading equipment and accessories, Central Marketing Inc. And we're pleased to welcome Ed Burleson to our podcast today. Good morning, Ed, and thanks uh, for joining us today on the Retreadcast. Good morning. Well, let's begin uh, by talking about uh, some of your, your key suppliers. I mean, Central Marketing has enjoyed long-term relationships with, with some of the world's uh, uh, largest and uh, most famous uh, equipment and accessories manufacturers, such as Matiuzzi, Chima, MAE, DMI, etc., just to name a few. How important have your relationships been with these key players in cementing your relationships with the retread sector in North America? Uh, in addition to what you mentioned above, we also have some long-term partnerships with SDS, uh, ABM, and SIT, and recently uh, with VM Rubber. The relationship with these key manufacturers is one of the most important parts of our success, since they've helped us establish ourselves as you know, one of the leading suppliers in North America. These partnerships allow us to become an extension of their companies and is the key to our success along with our staff of employees. This way the customer can have direct access or contact to the manufacturer, but have local factory authorized service and parts support in their time zone. All the partnerships have been ongoing and we've also helped engineer the equipment for the North American market, 
because it's quite different than other parts of the world. Okay, so uh, let, let's talk about uh, the uh, investments in, in equipment from the market. So, how has it been during the pandemic, and how do you see prospects going forward, especially during the next couple of years? For us, the investment by retreaders has continued to be extremely high. You know, our industry was designated essential, so the retread plants didn't really close, and their business remained mostly strong. Uh, we installed several new plants in 2020 and also in 21, and there are two to three in schedule for 2022. Uh, currently, the toughest part of our business now is parts supply, such as PLCs, motion controls, and drives. We've already actually placed the entire 2022 projection, projections of orders with all our suppliers uh, to try to stay ahead of the parts supply. Uh, we have inventory. Uh, we want to have inventory to ship as soon as possible. Our partners have also had to increase their advanced ordering supply to get components. And currently we're, uh, you know, facing these problems. We normally stock about three complete plants uh, to have an inventory. And we've decided to make uh, our decision to invest in the business and inventory. So when a customer needs equipment, they don't have to wait six to eight months to get it. Sure. Well, uh, we've uh, seen quite a number of uh, developments in the uh, retraining industry in terms of uh, technology uh, recently, particularly in the area of automation. How would you say this trend is changing the business and uh, what are the challenges brought about by this trend? All the retreaders and retread companies, uh, you know, or new tire companies have programs are looking for automation to improve productivity. Uh, this automation is needed. This unemployment is, you know, quite low, and finding workers is difficult. In addition, you know, the automation can improve the quality of the product due to the repeatability factor. We're working with all of our partners to induce automation into the plants in steps that make the most sense in the process. Example: We've had some computerized equipment for over 20 years, and we're going to expand that into other parts of the plant. We now have machines that can send back information to the plant's database as to how the tires were buffed or processed at each station. One big factor to consider is all this new automation requires higher skilled maintenance people. And for small and medium plants, this presents another problem of finding qualified personnel. We'll go back to hear the rest of that interview with Ed Burleson shortly. But now let's focus for a moment on what is currently happening in Ukraine. We're not planning to make any political statements on this, on this channel, but perhaps, David, you could bring us up to date with how the Ukrainian retreading industry is being affected by what is going on all around it. Yes, of course. Well, since the invasion, we've been fortunate enough to have been able to be in contact with Alexei Grishchenko, who is the owner of the Dnipro-based retreader Yashina, who was able to fill us in with the latest developments. Alexa himself, thank goodness, is safe, but he reports that retreaders in the country have ceased production for the time being to focus on more urgent matters. A number of Ukrainian retreaders are located in areas like Kyiv and Kharkiv, where the fighting has been at its worst, and business owners have been focused on supporting their country and army as best they can. This includes the supply of food and warm clothing for the Ukrainian army, but many have also volunteered for active service. 
Alexi's own company, Yashina, for example, has prepaid its taxes in order to support the government. Of course, we will continue to report on this issue as soon as we hear more. Okay, so moving away from a Ukrainian retreading perspective, how has the retreading industry on the whole responded to the crisis? Well, it's early days yet, of course. At this moment in time, it's less than two weeks since the invasion, but responses are now beginning to come in from the tyre sector. Among the first to react was Nokian Tyres, the Finnish tyre manufacturer, who issued a statement on their business in Russia as early as February the 28th. Although the company's new tyre manufacturing plant in Russia continues to operate at full capacity, the company has switched production of selected product lines to Finland and the USA. However, this mainly affects car tyres, uh, as all Nokian heavy tyres continue to be manufactured in Finland and all truck tyres in the EU. In the meantime, however, Nokian have also announced that they've suspended all shipments of Nokian knock-top uh, retreading materials to Russia. I'll just say that bit again because I stumbled on the word knock-top. In the meantime, however, Nokian have also announced that they have suspended all shipments of Nokian knock-top retreading materials to Russia. Now, this is no small matter as Nokian have been investing resources into the development of the retreading sector in Russia for many years and claim market leadership in the Russian market. Meanwhile, in a strongly worded statement, the Zenesis group of companies, which owns the UK-based retreader Vacuolog, in addition to a number of other tyre wholesale businesses around the world, has announced that it's permanently suspended trading for all group companies with any companies in Russia and Belarus. And they emphasise that the group had resolved not to trade with these countries ever again. Furthermore, the Zenesis board has unanimously passed resolutions to ensure that 5% of all the net profit made this month for the sale of Zenesis Group products from all 17 group companies will be don donated to causes supporting the Ukrainian people. That's all we have at the moment, but companies are now starting to react a lot quicker. So once again, we will report further on the impact of the war on the retraining sector as it emerges. Thanks, David. That's all we have for the moment. That's all we have for the moment. Uh, we are recording as of the seventh of March. Um, hopefully, this podcast will go out in the coming in the coming days. But between now and the coming days, there may be more news that we have on on these developments and how um, tire manufacturers and re uh, re the retreading sector suppliers um, are reacting to the crisis. Um, however, in the meantime, let's go straight back to the interview with Ed Burleson. Okay, so uh, what would you say the prospects are for the uh, retread markets in North America moving forward? What changes are you seeing in the attitudes to retreads from commercial tire dealers and truck fleets, for example? I believe the future is very promising for the retread market. Currently, there's a shortage of new tires. This is creating more demand for retreads. The transportation industry in the most part understands the cost saving of retreads and all major rubber companies have retread programs that go hand in hand with their new tire programs. The quality of the product is very controlled and is acceptable to most fleets. Okay, so uh, let's talk about uh, sustainability for a moment, if, if we may. Uh, the subject of sustainability is continuing to increase in importance for the retraining sector the world over. So how far down this road would you say you are in the US? And do you see this trend affecting the way you do business in the future? Yes, we've been certified by EcoVetus to be, and we feel it's very important here in the US. And most major rubber companies and 
big vendors are requiring us to join these type programs. I see this becoming more important. and I also feel it will increase the retreading market. I foresee the focus on our industry will bring more investment into our marketplace uh, and improvements. Uh, that's way we can properly save and retread more casings. So it's a very important part in the U.S. market. Absolutely. So uh, let's move on uh, to uh, cost efficiency. Uh, there's a, a constant need uh, to help retailers improve their cost efficiency in today's market. Uh, what are the key areas you've been focusing on as, as a company and, and in what areas have your suppliers been able to help most? We've uh, been working, we've introduced a smart buffer that eliminates most of the decisions that the operator needs to make. It can automatically check the casing to make sure that the tread they've chosen fits the casing properly. We also have a dual axle buffer to improve cycle time. So while one tire is being buffed, they can dismount the finished tire, mount the next tire on to be buffed. This saves the mounting, dismounting, inflation and deflation times. We've also been installing electronic nail hole detectors for testing the tires after buffing. So find holes possibly when something's pushed through at the buffer into the liner. And uh, this has been a big, uh, big help and is finding a lot of missed holes. This machine installs in the monorail so the tire does not have to be removed. Uh, we've also have several new projects under development because we're working with our partners all the time to try to improve the equipment we have and introduce new equipment that will benefit the industry. So uh, COVID has changed the way in which we all do business. Uh, we less travel, but more digital meetings, for, for example. In what ways have you had to adapt the way you work to meet the demands of this new way of doing business? And are these changes positive or negative? And how much of this change do you expect to remain in place going forward? To me, the changes are more negative as we work in an industry that we feel we need to be in the plants working with the operators to understand their problems and try to figure out ways to improve our equipment. We've been forced to do the Teams meeting and Zoom calls. Uh, and I'm sure that some of this is going to stay with the major companies. Uh, but Currently, we are still traveling now to our customers, just like we did in the past before restrictions and visiting. And currently, we have more demand for service calls than ever. So we're still traveling uh, just as if there were no problems where we're allowed to. Okay, so what would you say are your key plans for the, the next five years? Have you got anything uh, specific in mind? Yes, uh, our plans are to grow our traveling technicians team and offer more maintenance programs to all of our customers. To me, this is a very important goal since all the equipment is becoming more sophisticated. Uh, there will be greater demand for these types of services. We're also working with our partners and customers to keep improving the current equipment and developing uh, new equipment to automate the process. Currently, we have invested a great deal into our parts uh, maintenance system we actually have a picture of all parts we have in inventory. So when a customer calls and doesn't know the exact part number or description, we can email them a picture of the part while they're on the phone so they can confirm it is the correct part that ordering. We also log all service calls that come in as to what the problem was and what the fix was as a training aid for new technicians coming in. 
Well, uh, we wish you all the best in uh, achieving those aims, Ed. And uh, uh, let me thank you very much for, for joining us today. And we hope to see you again on the ReFedCast very soon. Thank you very much. Well, that's all for this episode of the Retreadcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and that you'll tune in again soon to another edition of our podcast series. Until then, goodbye and stay safe.